Hi guys, welcome back to After She Reads. I'm so excited to have you guys back. This week is going to be just an amazing thing. I feel like I'll be talking so much. I, I actually had to cut myself down as I was planning this and scripting it. I'm going to share with you uh, regarding prayer and a lot of other things I found out as I was reading Ezekiel 36. But before we go in, let us pray. Father, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to share your word. I pray that you may be with me and that you may bless each and everyone who's listening. Help me to articulate myself well. And I pray that people will be able to discern and understand your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I also want to thank everyone who's been sending me voice messages and like responding to my um podcast it's amazing thank you so much i appreciate all the back and forth i am truly grateful guys okay so let's jump right into it i think by now you all know that i've been and still am reading the book of ezekiel i was so eager to get to chapter 37 it's one of my favorite chapters you know dead bones rising covenants being renewed graves being opened honestly it's a dream that whole chapter is a dream. It's a reminder that there are no impossibilities and that when God is ready, he will, and we just have to wait on him. I could talk all day about about it. There's so much to uncover in that whole chapter. Surprisingly enough, I haven't gotten to the point where I can read it yet. And it's because I'm actually stuck on chapter 36. And not stuck in a bad way, like can't understand it or anything like that. It's more of the fact that I can't stop reading it. I've read it all week and I don't think I'm going to stop <laughs> because I, I feel like there's still so much I want to learn and still so much I want to understand. Um, I keep learning something new and some of the things I guess I've always known, but I've never really used them in my life, you know, and put them into action in my christian life yeah i would always pray for you know you know when you're praying and you like for your glory lord i'll do anything just to please you but as i was reading this chapter it made me feel like it wasn't just about pleasing god or rather doing things that please god i found that it was more about the relationship with god in chapter 36, you find God doing everything to rebuild a relationship with his children. He was putting back everything together that was broken in the covenant or relationship. That if the Israelites had been maintaining their relationship with God, they would have never lost. It's just amazing. It, it, I think it's like even in our own human relationships, this thing, it's the small things sometimes, even the big things, that if we all, be it a man and a woman, if, if both of them maintain or make sure that they check in on each other and maintain the small things in their relationships, most relationships will probably actually work. And it's the same thing with God and us. If we do what is right, you know, God also does his part in our lives and it would make the relationship with him a good one it's i don't even know if i'm explaining this right 
but yes um the relationship with god needs to be maintained you need to read the word you need to pray you need to meditate on his word you need to do all of those things so that you're in a right space or good space with god um god was restoring the plan he had on the drawing board he was re-implementing it he was waiting for he wasn't waiting for everyone to be perfect but he was hoping that his perfection his perfect plan would remind his children of his love for them the abundance he willed for them all of it was for his sake his goodness over his children was for his sake it made me go back to prayer or at least the way i pray I felt like I've been missing out on a way of praying. I've been missing out on God restoring me for his sake. This chapter showed me a God who is able to surpass my flesh and do what is right for me, even when I don't know what that is. God is willing to show out for us so that people can know who he is. For his holy name. In verse 23 it says. So that they may know that I am the sovereign Lord. When I am proved holy. Through you before their eyes. Do you see this? He was working on the Israelites. Right? So that when the other nations that were surrounding the Israelites would see they would know that he is their God, that he is real and that he is there. He's not a myth. He's not a wooden, you know, image that they've carved up, but they will know that he is the sovereign God. He is the real God. And when you actually get to read um, verses 25 to 27, it almost makes you think of when something is being refurbished, new life being put into it and it was all for god's sake i'm just gonna read it for you quickly uh verse 25 i'll sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean i'll cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols i'll give you a new heart and, and put a new spirit in you i'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will know that I am your God. I, you know, you see God in this part. He's fine-tuning his children. He's making sure that they'll be able to keep his laws, that they won't be so much led by their flesh. He even put in a new spirit who give them a new heart, you know? Who make them the children that he intended them to be. Just so that his name may be glorified. That people around them may know that he is God. That the Israelites themselves may know and remember that he is God. So it was for his name's sake. A winner for me is when, in verse 28, it says, uh, 
you will be my people and I will be my God. I don't know why, but I think we read it in so many uh, chapters in the Bible, many books even. But it always gets me. You will be my people and I will be your God. It's like, I think so you will be my child. You will be my person and I will be your God. And for me, that's just like, wow. God wants to personalize me. He wants me to be his. That's his, you know, that's what he wants. He wants me to be his. He wants you to be his. He wants you to be his person, you know, so that he may be your God. And that always gets me because, well, it, it, it always brings me back, you know, that prodigal son story where, you know, the father welcomes back the son and in that moment he's like you are my son you know no you have done all this stuff but you are my son and i am your father you know it just warms up your heart and makes you feel like this is a god who he just wants me guys he wants me before i get carried away in this word god does all these things for his name's for his namesake but it's not just a superficial change for his children he works inside out the israelites come to a point of realizing their sins and loathing it and god cleanses them from all their sin i just found that to be amazing i think it's a prayer worth praying that god go the whole nine yards for us for his namesake you know, so the prayer will be, God, go the whole nine yards with us for your namesake. Make our wills willing to be used by you for your namesake. Restore and rebuild us, Lord, that they may see through us that you are the one and only true God. Isn't that amazing? That we can pray that. That for your sake, Lord, you know. Change your lives, you know, change my situation so that they may know that I'm your child. If, if my enemies, let's say, are trying to do what they can, show them that I am your child and that you are my God. Because when I'm testifying, I'm saying it's because of my God. When they see me and they say, no, but then we put, you know, we dug pits for him and we did everything, how come they didn't fall that you, they'll know that it is because you are our God, you know? And that's just something we ought to pray. The last sentence of the chapter says, then they will know that I am the Lord. I want that for myself and for everyone. It's a prayer worth praying. I want people to know that he is Lord. I want to always remember that he is Lord. And I want when people see me to know and to be reminded that I am the Lord's and he is in me and he is my Lord, you know. He didn't only want this. He didn't only want the outsiders to know that is God, but his children too. 
after doing everything to rebuild their relationship, he wanted them to know that he is their God. I think as much as it may seem like it was an outward thing, he was like, oh, they should know that I'm your God. He also wanted his children to know that he is their God. That in, after the circumstances of life have just like pulled you down and made you think, oh, you know, is there even a God? He wants you to know that he is the God. He is the one and only true God. And if we allow him to, and if we pray it, he's willing to show that through us, he is willing to show everyone, he's willing to show us even, that he's the one and only God. I found that to just, you know, heartwarming and something which is brilliant for me because in building a relationship with God, we, I'm always looking for ways to pray. You know, we always like, I need God to hear me. So maybe this is, this is one way to do it, you know. This is one way to do it. We serve a God who wants us to have a good life. I think when you read chapter 36, you see he really wants us to have a good life. <laughs> a life where he is our God, where there's abundance, where there's, you know, just everything you can think of. The best food, the best land, the best families, you know, the the best jobs, everything. He wants that for us. And I think that's just amazing. Anyway, guys, we could talk all day. I just want to thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Be blessed. <laughs>